There are a lot of people who want to claim the advantages of leadership. They want to be in charge of something. Some of them, they just want to be in charge of any old thing. Any chance they have to say, I'm in charge, I'm in control, they want it. And in fact, sometimes they'll even incentivize people to behave in a way that makes them subservient so that they can continue to claim, I'm in control, I'm in charge of something, anything. And the challenge with that, it is neither compassionate nor is it genuine. They don't care about the people that they're leading. They don't see themselves as servants. They see themselves as in control or in charge, perhaps like a king. That is not genuine, compassionate leadership. But sometimes faking it, sometimes faking it can move you higher up the food chain than you would ever imagine. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. There are a whole lot of people who would use someone else's money <clears throat> to prove themselves to be compassionate. And it's not really genuine compassion. No, they don't want to give away their own money, and they don't want to create opportunity for others from their own wealth. They don't want to share their wealth. They want to take from other people and redistribute that wealth in a way that kind of looks at them as the elite and then takes everybody who's not elite and redistributes the powerful opportunists to the unwilling to work inopportunist and kind of put them on a level playing field as long as it's not the same playing field as the elite. Now, I, I know that's a hard concept to understand, and it, it's, it's even harder to accept. But let me give you a good illustration of compassionate, genuine leadership. And by leadership, I mean influence that demonstrates exactly the opposite of what I'm talking about here. So I shared a video on my social media uh, earlier today, in fact, of a gentleman giving his acceptance speech for uh, a, a great success that he had. And in his acceptance speech, he said, imagine receiving a letter that said that your summer tuition at college had been paid for in full by someone you didn't know personally but the dopest actor on the planet. That, those are his words, not mine. The dopest actor on the planet. Then the camera turns to a guy sitting in the audience with a grin on his face, kind of a sheepish grin. And then the camera turns back to the guy receiving the award. And he said, without Denzel Washington, there would have been no Black Panther. Without Denzel Washington, there would have been no Black Panther. All right, so what are we really talking about? What we're really talking about is an example of leadership where someone took from their own wealth, from their own ability, from their own performance standards, from their own excellence, and said, I want to contribute personally my wealth into the success of someone else. I want to take what I've been given, what I have attained, what I have earned, and I want to contribute that to the well-being of another. There's a word for that. It's called charity. 
and it always comes from a genuine heart of compassion. Now, there are a few people who would take their own wealth to promote someone else for a corrupt gain because they see that if that person succeeds, it's going to benefit them somehow. I know that that's possible. But normally what you see is that manipulation that says, I don't want to give away my money. I want to give away somebody else's money. I don't want to give away my wealth. I want to give away someone else's wealth. Wealth isn't always money. You know that, right? But when leadership is both genuine and compassionate, it doesn't look like $68 million going to the homeless population of people who, for whatever reason, can't work, won't work, don't work, however you want to label that. And I understand there are reasons that people end up without a home. Unfortunately, many of those reasons are policies. Many of those reasons are driven by mortgage rates and lending practices and rental practices and past criminality. Many of them are exacerbated by policies that make it impossible for someone to work their tail off and live just right at the edge of success and yet not quite succeed. Almost as if a wet blanket is being thrown over their life. On the other hand, there are also policies that are written that make it financially advantageous to be caught up in some kind of drug addiction. Maybe you don't know, but in New York City recently, they opened what they call a safe drug use place. And this is a public place for people to do illicit illegal drugs on the public dime. $1.8 billion earmarked, not for people who are working their tail off 50, 60 hours a week, then just barely bringing home enough money to pay the rent. Not those people. Not the ones who have done everything they can to save their house from a foreclosure and they just can't make ends meet. No, that $1.8 billion didn't go there. It went instead to the ones who are addicted to drugs, not living a productive life, and rather than getting them off of drugs, were making their drug usage safer. Seattle statistics say that a set of housing has been accommodated for by the city at the tune of several million dollars, 65 million, I believe was the number, which makes the average cost per unit about $350,000. That's more than the value of the home that I lease. But for a homeless to come off the streets, if they're addicted and they're homeless, they can live in these homes. Okay, that looks like compassion, but it's feigned compassion or fake compassion. It looks like good, genuine leadership, investing in the success of others, but it's not the money of the people who are giving it away. It's your money. It's my money. That taxation that represents us when our politicians go to the main offices of our local city, our counties, our states, <clears throat> our nation. And it makes me wonder, what really is the long-range plan? <clears throat> if genuine, compassionate leadership says, I'm going to take from my own successes, my own wealth, and I'm going to give to somebody else to contribute to their opportunity, to their success, so they can build their own wealth, if that's what genuine, compassionate leadership looks like, what do you call this thing that says, I'm going to abscond with money from all of these other people that I'm responsible to, and I'm going to give it to those who refuse to be responsible or don't have an opportunity to be responsible, who would rather be living in a tent and doing meth than working their tail off 50, 60 hours a week. 
Now you see all the time the signs that say we'll work for food. Try giving one of them a job. Most often they will deny the job and ask you for cash. There have been reports for decades of those who are making more money standing on the street corner panhandling than there are those who are going to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Oh, and by the way, right now you can probably make more money on unemployment if you qualify than you can going to get a job at anything less than 40 or $50,000 a year. So there are incentives by those who have convinced the public that it's compassionate, genuine leadership if we all pool our money and put $68 million, as the city of Austin did, into the homeless population, while we take $11 million away from legal policing, and instead make it legal to do just about anything you want to do, and we don't need police to enforce it because, well, the DA is going to set you loose anyway. That is not, in my estimation, genuine compassionate leadership. That's a manipulation of the population, and it makes me wonder, what are they really up to? Because it doesn't seem to be successful anywhere that it's been tried. Not in Los Angeles, not in San Francisco, not in the streets of New York City, not in the streets of Austin, where we've had a 10% increase in homeless population. Where did they come from? What happened to the houses they used to live in? Who owns them now? Was it the mortgage moratorium that allowed them to skip out on paying their rent? Or was it something else? What incentivized them to live as homeless rather than live in a home? What incentivized them to be on the streets doing drugs rather than having a job? That's not genuine, compassionate leadership. Leadership that's genuine and compassionate looks a lot more like Denzel Washington did when he took money out of his own bank account and paid someone else's college tuition so that they would have a chance to succeed. He didn't take my money. He didn't take your money. He used his own money for that. That's a significant difference in genuine, compassionate leadership. So let me ask you, are you a genuine, compassionate leader? Do you take from your own opportunities, your own successes, your own greatness, your own wealth, your own time, your own knowledge, and pour that into other people so that they too can succeed? Or do you ask that everyone else contribute to someone else's success while you skim a little bit of money off the top? Now, I've done a lot of work, both as a volunteer and as a consultant, for various NGOs, non-government organizations. Some of those travel abroad and train local politicians on better ways to hold up a society and a culture. Some of those work with the homeless population right in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. Been there, done that. Five or six years I invested in one particular organization for that purpose. I'm not saying that all of them are corrupt. Don't take me that way. I also am not saying, though, that all of them are on the up and up because there are organizations out there who get gigantic checks from the government, your money, your taxpayer money. They get these giant checks from the government and only a small percentage of it goes back to the people who are in need and it incentivizes them to do things that are unhealthy and unwise. It doesn't lead to their success. It leads to further bondage and dependence. But a larger percentage of that goes into the pockets of those who have these gorgeous buildings and drive beautiful cars and they want to rip on pastors of churches. But meanwhile, the NGOs are banking in the billions of dollars and doing very little good to change, reshape and transform society. No, they're not giving people a hand up. They're just giving them a hand out. That, too, is not genuine, compassionate leadership. That's a manipulation of the masses, both those paying the taxes 
to support the operation and those who are not being benefited to grow from where they are into something better, but being incentivized to stay where they are. We used to call it tough love when I was a kid. When I didn't want to do something and my mom made sure that I did. When I didn't want to study hard for that class. When I didn't want to stay up late and do what I needed to do after working part-time at my job. When I didn't want to go to two-a-days football practice, but mom made sure that I was there. Tough love. When a little one, we have grandkids from two to almost 16 years old. When they throw a fit because they want something, tough love says... That's not good for you, and I don't care how much you throw a fit. You're not getting it. That's genuine compassionate leadership. The tough love that makes the hard decisions in wisdom. That says, I will give to you sacrificially as much as I can for the purpose of your success, but I will not give to your demise. I will not give to see you destroy yourself. I will not give to see you live in failure and wallow there. I will give to you my wisdom, my time, my effort, my energy, my emotions, my wealth. If I believe that you're using what I'm giving you to benefit yourself and others and not just to play games, that's not tough love. That's not genuine compassionate leadership and I want no part in it. And I believe if you're the kind of leader who enjoys leading leaders, then you're going to be the kind of person who invests in others to invest in themselves to make their lives better not invest in themselves to indulge in lazy, destructive, damaging behavior. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.